Hello and welcome to My Life in Games with Silas and Sage, episode 11, Borked Part 3. (laughs) (laughs) The fuck? Uh, Silas, do you want to tell them what happened? We have... Uh, we do apo- first off. We do apologize for the lack of a recent episode. <laughs> However, we have run into some technical difficulties that have boggled our minds. They have. Uh, we had actually recorded uh, on time originally, and uh, that if you remember uh, on Twitter a few weeks back, we actually posted to expect the episode, and then um, nothing came of said episode because it uh, jacked up Sage's audio uh, for some reason. Um, and then we uh, just recorded it uh, today. Again, we got all done. We were happy with it. And then uh, we checked the audio, and guess what? Sage's audio was jacked up again. So we played uh, tech support uh, on our own, of course, and uh, poked around and tried to figure out what was going on. We think we got it figured out, but if not, we have a backup plan. So this time, uh, the episode's going to stay. <laughs> We'll actually get to complete it and upload it for you guys. If this episode feels rushed or uh, perhaps over-rehearsed, you'll know why. It's because we know what's coming so well. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But I'm drinking, so that means uh, more alcohol in my system, so maybe not. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I, uh, I, I am out of the beers. I'm out of the beers, unfortunately, so I wish I could join because I really feel like one now. Yeah. Uh, well, so we're going to continue off casually uh, about <laughs> some of the things that we were going to talk about uh, one of the past two times. One of those things coming <laughs> coming out of the original time we tried to record this was hurricane information. Uh, we were the we're speaking uh, specifically about uh, our preparation for the hurricane, and that is long since passed weeks ago. But uh, we wanted to briefly have uh, an update on how we're doing and how that's been for our, our relative areas. Silas, why don't you start us off? How's life now, uh, weeks after the hurricane? Well, you know, it's 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 pretty much back to normal, and and I will say that. Uh... Sadly, uh, my dream did not come true. No dresses were torn asunder during the damn hurricane. (laughs) But, you know, life goes on. (laughs) Uh, That being said, uh, no, most stuff's returned back to normal uh, for the most part. Uh, However, there's still some things like trash debris and stuff like that, uh, uh, you know, from the down trees and things like that that are um, still getting picked up. I think uh, pretty much everybody's got power back. Plus, of course, you live in the Keys, then that might be a different story. But uh, in my area in southwest Florida, it's uh, pretty much back to normal. You know, everything's up and running. And, uh, you know, grocery stores are actually stocked with things, unlike uh, the weeks, uh, the immediate weeks following the hurricane where they were not. Um, water especially, I want to say, was probably hard to get a hold of for a good three weeks afterward. Yeah. Um, uh, but, of course, the first thing to, to reappear was the, the store brand water, which was essentially a some dude out back with a hose and some bottles and throwing caps on it, you know, <clears throat> um, this isn't not, Zephyr not Hills, really, man. Not really. We don't have anything to report like that. That didn't actually happen. <laughs> Just in case. Yeah. We, Silas, we want to know who were they specifically? <laughs> no particular reason. Uh, yeah. I think we're still re- doing a bit of recovering here as well. I, it was only today, which is funny. That we're doing the podcast today. It was only today that they picked up all the debris uh, down our streets. That's how long it's taken them to get around uh, to us. And we're on the 
I guess we would be considered the, the outermost part of Fort Lauderdale, you know, because then there's just water, you know, when you go further east. So <laughs> we're like at the outskirts of their effort circling around and getting it. So it took them this long after the hurricane to finally pick us up, um, which should mean everybody else in the outskirts should be just about done by now. But I think everybody fared pretty well. All the all the lights that were the issue were fixed. The uh, the millions of tons of sand thrown on the the main road here out on the beach has been uh, scooped away, and you know tourism resumes. I think life continu- continues on at this point. I still think about our folks down in the Keys, and that's that's rough down there right now. They got hit more than more than we did, and uh, you know when when things like this this happened it definitely takes uh, recovery takes a lot longer than, than people think i mean yeah your your life starts slowly coming back to normal we didn't even get you know get it super bad compared to other areas when when it was a five that got <laughs> you know flattened and, and and pretty much demolished your entire uh area uh we didn't get it quite that bad but we still got hit hard enough that you know it, it takes time to recover from this stuff and you know it's good that uh that you know everyone's working hard to get everything back to normal you know from from the police to the fire crews to you know the you know everyone pick up the debris and just you know every, everybody the hurricane the hurricane fiasco went on uh quite enough i think everybody was really happy to get through that and um and with the return of power that usually means the return of other things gamers like to do mainly being gaming uh and if you're the type of person that likes to game in front of an audience you're probably a streamer and God help you. <laughs> uh, but you've joined the illustrious ranks of uh, Silas and Sage, who are both streamers. Um, since the return of some normalcy in the area, how has uh, content creating and, and stream life been for you? What's been happening, Silas? Uh, for me, it's, 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 there's been a lot of changes. Um, a lot's been going on, and of course, because of the hurricane and because of where I work, uh, working for the local health system and everything, I've been working a lot of hours, which of course cuts into to game time and, and all that sort of stuff. <clears throat> so I've been very, very busy. Uh, personal life's been very, very busy. So I've had to change stream dates, stream lengths, um, you know, a completely different. I have like zero schedule at the moment um, just because my work schedule has been changing so much. And I've, you know, when you work, uh, closer to 60 hours instead of 40 and 40 is hard enough planning around that but when you're working closer to 60 it's even more difficult to try to make time to work on stuff you want to do for your stream and any sort of improvements whether it be uh, graphics or, or bot commands or anything you, you you know kind of cuts into your time because you also need time for yourself to to decompress and and that sort of thing and in my case I've also got some some health things I need to pay attention to and stuff like that so unfortunately there's been a few times where I've just haven't um, the last couple of weeks I haven't streamed as many streams as uh, I used to do uh, it's been very few and, and far between sadly um, although the last stream I did do was actually a lot longer um, than usual which was very very nice it's been a lot of fun so it was great to just sit there and stream for an extended period of time and everybody had a good time and it, it was a lot of fun but uh, overall Unfortunately, to my own sadness, I have not been able to stream as much as I would like. Not to mention, I'm one of those people that's always got ideas and things. You know that. And, yeah. Uh, so I want to like try to implement these things and mess with it and everything. And then you know you're you're so tired out from your adulting life and having to a- adult and do things and make money and pay bills, lots of bills. <laughs> 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 Fucking ex-wife. Anyway. <laughs> uh, 
you know, uh, whatever your, your circumstances may be. And then you're, you know, um, you go to stream, you always want to be in a, in a good mindset. And, uh, so you can be, you know, your, your best, you know, uh, whether it's, you're going out for over the top entertainment or you just like to sit and chill and talk or whatever it is that, that you're doing, whatever your personality or streaming style is, you don't want to be a grumpy person because it's going to reflect, you know, people are going to read it they, immediately they, like hawks. <laughs> they can yeah, see it. Yeah. And then, and then you're going to attract, it's bad enough. You, you get flutter douchebags that come in, but then it, it makes it even worse. Um, you know, it's like so, they smell yeah. weakness. Uh, he's having a bad day. There's All blood right. in the hey, water. There's blood um, in the water. Come, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, um, you definitely want to make sure that, uh, you know, you're in the right mindset and everything uh, before you stream. So in my case, there's been a few times where that just hasn't been the case. And so I made the choice to either delay the stream or, or change the day of the stream or, or whatever the case um, in order to accommodate for that because I needed rest and time to refresh and just mentally not just physically recuperate, but also mentally from everything that's going on in life. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, it's funny there you see, uh, we've got a, a streamer that's up and coming right now in, um, in a, the division community and he's doing, doing amazing, like doing things that I didn't do to begin with. And probably a few things that I still have yet to do. And, um, and he's doing very well. He's being very successful. What we see a lot uh, of times happen with newer streamers is they'll reach a plateau where their reputation in a community will only take them so far. And then um, uh, and it kind of feels like the, the real grind to, to get past this next plateau begins. And you see some of them kind of burn out there. Whereas with you, you've been streaming for, for a very long time. Um, you have this balance going back and forth being an adult gamer and you always have in front of you regardless of what's going on even though you would like to do more sometimes you have to draw back and take care of personal things you always keep that focus or you always have a goal in mind how do you keep that going uh, I think that would be useful to know too for newer streamers and maybe how do you keep that goal you know <laughs> how do you do it um, it it can be difficult sometimes, you know, because um, I don't I don't like to if I schedule a stream I don't like to change it I don't like to uh, I definitely most definitely don't like to cancel it but sometimes it is necessary. Now when I first started streaming I wouldn't I would didn't matter, you know I even if something wasn't good and I was in a terrible mood I would go ahead and do it anyway. Well that was the wrong choice, so you know it made it difficult and and I, and I learned from those mistakes. Uh, and to learn how to better manage that and just be like, you know, sometimes as much as you want to and people do enjoy seeing you, they're not going to enjoy seeing you in a terrible mood or, you know, really, really down and just like, Ugh, you know, no, nobody wants to watch that. It's, it's, it's not fun to watch. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You're, you're, you're going to go somewhere else and just, you know, the only thing you're going to attract is people that are going to troll the shit out of you and make your day even worse. Yeah. So, so just don't do that. Um, you know, be, be the best you can be. Now, sometimes, yeah, sometimes we're going to be a little down and, and that's one thing if you're a little down and you stream anyway, that, that's one thing. Cause sometimes, you know, streaming when you're a little down, you, you end up feeling better. You get in there, you talk to everybody, you're fine. But again, that also depends on your mindset and, and how you're feeling. Um, keeping goals, um, when you have a lot of stuff like that going on, it, it can be difficult, but again, it's, it's about. Uh, I shouldn't say time management, but I guess just managing things in general. If you know that 
you want to meet this goal and, and do your best to achieve it, but also don't be unrealistic with your goal and your time frame for it and things like that. Uh, keep things realistic and reasonable. Yeah. Uh, it's probably the number one things I can I can say about that. Now, don't put it so far out there that it's like simplistically easy. Be like, yeah, I'm going to give myself a year to get five followers. Don't. Come on. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> You know, I mean, <laughs> it should be should be challenging enough to keep you interested, but not uh, too challenging to where it daunt it's daunting to you. Yeah, and and everybody has different um, limits, and and sometimes you hit spots where you're just dry as hell, and sometimes that can last for a while. Even though you're doing your best and your streams are great and people are loving it, you're just you're not growing, and maybe your thing is to grow a certain amount. Well, it it happens sometimes, and you have to be able to to handle that in, in, a, in a positive fashion the best way that you can and just keep going, you know? And I think the easiest way to do that is find things that you like. Um, you know, you have to really, if, if, if when streaming, you know, if your, your goal is to be really, really big and everything that that's great and you, you can get there. People have done it. People will continue to do it, but you have to like what you do. And if you don't like your setup or you don't like the games you're playing, you're not going to get there or at least not happily. And it's going to be a pain in the butt and it's going to take a long time and it's going to suck. Or you might take a little bit longer and play things you like and then get build a community around stuff, you know, play the games that, that you like playing and focus on that. And other people who like those games will come and watch and, you know, it'll help you grow. I think that that's been a, that exact thing has been a revelation for me more recently in understanding what my personal format is because you can't help. Uh, but when you first start streaming, you look at these, your, whoever your favorite streamers are, you look at them and you admire them for, for what they're doing, but you may also admire their gameplay. Um, you may admire their elite gameplay, and they happen to be a, a great personality too, but for whatever reason that you're drawn to that person, you can't help but emulate them. I follow some tremendous PvP players in the division, and I can't help but look up to them. You know, I, I want to do that, and, and uh, everybody wants that feeling that, hey, you can come to me and I can give you expert opinion and, and, uh, and my expert uh, experience on the subject. What I came to find, though, is um, some of the people that I was attracting are uh, way more competitive than I think I can keep up with them, you know. And uh, that competitive personality also comes with, uh, for back of a, lack of a better term, uh, an anti-chill kind of mentality. And I stream to relax and to meet people. I suffer from social anxiety. This is, this is a space for me to connect with people and be comfortable. I'm kind of going against the grain with that. So um, now I do this like morning coffee thing, you know, morning coffee and chill. And the, the people that are coming in um, have helped that evolved. You know, I, I, my mornings are best for me. That's the time that I feel best. And, you know, I work with pain management myself. So uh, the mornings are just better. When I started going with the grain and instead of against it, not just for... This is specifically around stream, you know, formatting and timing. But instead of trying to compete or be something that I'm not, just let me be me and be consistent about me being myself. And that format kind of comes. 
but you have to put yourself first. You really do. Uh, the health piece of it is, is so important. There are days when you just can't or you've got other things that you have to focus on. And that's important to take that time to do that because in the long run, you won't, you won't work your, your way closer to your goal if, if you're sick or um, you know, the rest of your family life is kind of falling apart, you're ignoring other things. In the long run, it's gonna hurt you. You have to take care of you. And I, I don't, that's something that I'm just learning <laughs> like, I don't think it's, it's, it's a matter of you're just learning it. It's just sometimes when it comes to things like this, you, you get, uh, especially with streaming, I've seen a lot of people, uh, for me, I've seen people, you know, they get really, really excited and they go full bore like you're talking about. You knew someone uh, from the community, division community or whatever that was recently coming out and, and going hard at it. And then yeah. like you I'd also brought up a burnout and then you know, because you, you like it so much, so you do it, and then you start ignoring other things, like, oh, well, it'll be okay, and then it becomes such a habit that you, you know, whether it's your kids, your wife, or husband, partner, or whatever, whatever you got going on, it, it is what it is, you know, other people in your life that are important to you, if you start ignoring that kind of stuff, that's not good, that's not healthy. You don't want to do that. If anything, try to include them in what you're doing. Because one, it'll help ease up the pressure on you. You still get to spend time with them and they get to see this cool thing that you're doing. Which, granted, not everybody's going to be into it, but at least they'll respect it. And there's a lot more work in streaming than people think. Um, and streaming itself can be exhausting sometimes. There's a lot of work that goes into it, at least for some of us. Now, some people are pretty lazy about it and obviously it shows in their stream. And then, you know, whatever happens, happens that way. But uh, you could definitely tell the people who put a little bit more work and, and effort into their stream, even if it's not as fancy as somebody else's or whatever, you, you can see the difference at least i feel like you can yeah and after a while you feel like that stream space is yours and you want it to represent you well before that didn't really matter because it i hadn't found the connectivity piece between what you know me sage and and my brand and my format and you know where does it all come to it all sounds like complicated words that are very logical and there's no way for me to relate to that and then um the community tells you Slowly but surely, the more you do it, the community really does kind of guide you in, in the way you should go. And um, sometimes it can happen all too quick. And you got to be <laughs> you got to be real with yourself and, and admit when something is too much as well. Yeah. 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 You always got to back to the whole the bit about balance. You know, you got to keep that balance of what you can do. And just because someone else can stream, you know, uh, every single day of the week. You know, they're, they're 22 and the millennial and live in the elite life and don't have much of a job or nothing. They got plenty of time to just sit there and play with you. That's, that's great for them. But, you know, for you as an adult or maybe a younger person, whatever, whatever your situation is, you know, if you've got different things you need to attend to, then definitely attend to those things. Remember, you're doing the streaming for, for, for fun, or at least most of us are. If not, then, well, I can't really say much to you that way. <laughs> uh, but I know, I think for most people, they do it because they, they like to play whatever game they happen to be streaming. They want to connect with other people or, or whatever the case. There's, there's a basic foundation there, at least somewhere in there. There's some truth for you anyway. Um, you know, so you just want to, again, the the balance, you know. Uh, if, if you can balance your, your stream time in your real life, the streaming won't be as bad. It won't be, uh, I mean, it, there's always, you know, some exhaustion from it. It's always work, but it's when you don't have, when you're not being stressed out because now you're, you're overlapping into other time that you should be, you know, spending, whether it's, you know, with, with your partner or, or your kids or, or whatever, and you're not, 
overdoing it, I guess, is what I'm trying to get at here. It'll, 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 you'll, you'll be fine. You just, you just got to find that, that right balance. And sometimes that'll shift a little bit. Like in my case, it shifts a lot because of my work schedule. And unfortunately, you know, um, I know I've said this the last couple of times we've recorded, <laughs> uh, yes, this feels very deja vu to me. So it's kind of weird. Uh, you know, is, is just, you know, the, I, you know, as much as I, I dislike changing my schedule and stuff and right now I'm running without one, but that's just the way it has to be right now to where I can fit some streams in because if I keep to just a certain schedule uh, right now, I probably won't be able to stream on those normal days. So I have to stream on different days or try to do it on my, my usual days at my usual times. Or if it has to be a different day, I still try to tick, stick to a similar, you know, time frame or whatever I've, I've, I've got to do, but try to keep it as close to consistent as possible. But sometimes, you know, things happen. But again, I know we talked about this before and one of our more recent casts was, um, you know, so using social media to keep people updated. If, if, if you're, if your followers are following you on Twitter, Facebook, whatever the case may be, Instagram, update people, you know, if you got to make a change or whatever, let them know. And your community generally will be more understanding than you may think, you know, and I think as streamers, sometimes we put a lot more pressure on ourselves, especially if you're new that, you know, I have to stream on time every however many days I'm streaming. It has to, you know, have to, have to, have to, have to. And when you, when you miss it, you feel very obligated and, and and whatnot to to get it there and then if you don't you know it's like very you're very sad and depressed and it sucks don't yeah. do that to yourself you know i've done it you know in the past i'm sure you've you've done that too sage when you mm-hmm. probably when you first started and i, th- oh, I think yeah. everybody kind of goes through that point where you, where you got to kind of you know it happens because again you streaming is one of them things where you can get very easily get carried away it's very easy you get you like it it's a lot of fun you know and you're having a good time and then you know so it just just make sure you take that time to find that balance and learn from others' mistakes, yeah, <laughs> as best you can, uh, you know, uh, to you know find find that right balance and and everything will turn out. And sometimes you know you're talking about format and whatnot. Format has a tendency to change quite a bit because as as you change and grow as a person, your format will change and grow on your stream generally. Yeah. Which is good. Progress is good. You don't want to stagnate and be dead forever. <laughs> your your community will tell you, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Community the community will tell- now. When it comes to the community, you, this is something to be mindful of, especially when you're first starting. Sometimes you get people that are, I don't want to say, hundred percent toxic, but you know that their idea isn't necessarily the best direction for you to go. <laughs> so also use your own good judgment in there when you're getting feedback as well. I mean, if, if people are suggesting things that you're just uncomfortable with, then don't, you know, maybe, or, or compromise in it. If it's something you think, well, maybe, you know, depending on what your discomfort level is with whatever it is being suggested, you know, um, you know, people are like, Hey, you know, you're doing great, but you know, you'd be nice if you talked a little more this or the other, then, then take that positive feedback. Yeah. It can be uncomfortable, but try to do that. Uh, now if it's other things that are a little bit more out there then you know, that's you know, again, your best judgment. You know, some people throw some crazy shit out there and sometimes they're just having fun, just throwing stuff out there. So, you know, don't necessarily take everything to heart, I guess. No, no. <laughs> if it goes, if it goes really crazy, don't neglect the, the ban or block button or both, by the way. So Ta- timeouts are very effective. Timeouts can be very effective too. If you're worried about losing, um, initial followers that maybe. You know, they've, they've been loyal, but you've evolved uh, in a sense that maybe there's some things or some type of conversations that you don't allow in chat anymore. But the, you've got that one person <laughs> who's always kind of felt comfortable with it, but now it's, it's starting to become a problem. You don't want to lose their support, but you also uh, want to change the behavior in chat. 
um, you can you can have those conversations. <laughs> you can have those conversations. Uh, I've done it, you know, right there on stream. You know, the little course corrections as you go, and, and give them that nudge. And usually that's fine. They'll say okay, or they'll shoot you a message and say hey, you know, that was. I'm sorry about that if that bothered you. Um, but if you let it go, if you let it go on, then they, it makes it okay. It makes it them. okay, and then they start attracting more of that type of mentality in there. Uh, into your chat and you don't want that so uh, that's a thing that I've had a hard time dealing with more recently is I have I've had some things come up where I've had to hit unfortunately that the banner block button after you know expressing dislike for something specifically uh, but don't neglect it because uh, ultimately what you're managing is your own brand and keyword what Silas said earlier your community that's a huge connectivity piece for me. Um, what you're putting out there, what you decide your format to be, how you take care of yourself, how you um, how you enjoy yourself on stream, how you interact with your your folks that are in chat, they all contribute to you as a whole, as a community that you are slowly building. Yep. Understand that what you put out there, you will also attract. And if you're putting out um, good things, the positive things, you'll attract those people. But it'd be very mindful as you're moving forward that sometimes the community can grow faster than you're ready for. And um, it's okay to express dislike or, you know, respectfully say that this isn't a direction that you want to go anymore. Um, and that can be a really big hurdle. But it's absolutely imperative that you do. Well, of course, because once again, it goes back to you have to be comfortable and happy with, with what you're doing, because if not, in the end, you're going to stop and quit because you're going to hate it. And we don't want no one to hate. We don't want anybody to hate streaming. Streaming is fun. It's, you know, <laughs> it's part of gaming and gaming is fun. Yeah. Not, and uh, But like streaming uh, and like gaming, you know, um, not everything is the same. There's different styles and types. And, you know, you might not like this style and type while someone else does. Well, you know. Hey, not everything is for everyone, but there's something out there for everybody. Yeah. And it's like, there's a streamer out there that you're going to like, or, you know, whatever. So, you know, to, and if you do find one you like, you know, uh, show your support and, and all that. And, you know, uh, as a streamer myself, you know, there are certain streamers I try to watch. There's a couple of people, uh, Sage, of course, uh, a few others. I try to, you know, I try to uh, watch and show my support for when I can. Again, I'm also very busy, so sometimes that can be hard, hard to manage as well when you're uh, a streamer yourself, but you're also trying to support some of your fellow streamers. You don't always have as much time to be in their streams just for whatever reason, whether it's you're working when they stream or you know you got something going on or whatever. Uh, but you know, when you when you drop in and show your support, then you know yeah, that's that's all you got to do. Sometimes it's only for a couple minutes. I you know I've I've dropped in on your stream sometimes during work and my connectivity sucks, you know, because my <laughs> Wi-Fi is terrible for some reason. Um, not always, you know. Sometimes I can sit there and I can pop in if you're streaming and I'm at work and I'm on break and I can, I can hang out and chat with you for a while. And other times it, it gives me a big problem and I, you know, and I'll just drop a channel like, look, sorry, I can't really stay because it keeps cutting, but just want to show my support and. You know, that right there, you know, you could lift up maybe that streamer wasn't having a great day and you just stop and be like, hey, you know, I can't stay long, but I'm here now and, you know, I just want to show support because sometimes, you know, pick that person up a little bit more. Or if they've already had a good day, it just adds to it. But yeah. either way, you know, um, keep that, try to keep the positive going as, as best you can now. You know, we all have bad days and we've all got stories and stuff and there's nothing wrong with sharing some of that, but don't, you know, don't, don't dwell on, uh, 
the really bad shit. Well, speaking of dwelling on the really bad shit, Star Wars <laughs> Battlefront 2 is coming out. And I still feel that the shadow of Star Wars Battlefront 1 looms over it. But I, um, well, <laughs> I've heard, I, have, I didn't get to play the beta myself, but I, I did hear that the, the PvP beta was not so bueno. I didn't hear specifics about it. Uh, I just saw several articles from from key gaming people saying, eh, not not good. Hopefully I can get back in there and try it out. But uh, I'm, I'm feeling good enough about Battlefront that I've, I've, I'm pre-ordering it. I'll put it that way. Despite what I've that. heard. <laughs> Despite what I've heard about the PvP. It's a beta. It's a beta. It's working as intended. That's what the beta is for. You know, and you're going to root out all of that stuff. Right? Yeah. 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 It's, it's for testing and feedback purposes. And, and a lot of times with, with beta, they're giving you a lot of times an older version of the game of that particular beta than, than uh, whatever they have internally. Cause a lot of times there'll be, you know, one, two, I don't know how many versions ahead internally, but maybe they're doing it just to see on a larger scale, how many certain bugs can be reproduced or what have you. There's something particular reason that they're, they're looking for to, uh, uh, get some sort of feedback, or maybe they're just getting feedback in general. Maybe some small things that they can either change before release or or fine tune, or uh, maybe th- uh, you know they'll get uh, feedback from enough feedback from the community and be like, okay, well here's some things we might want to throw in our in our first large update patch that's going to happen whenever after the game releases or or so on and so forth. So it's it's a very good tool for developers, and I think uh, those you know community betas are are a good thing. For developers, you can get a lot of positive things out of it. Now, sometimes you're going to get some people that are just never happy with anything, and you got to be able to, once again, be able to tell, you know, best judgment, you know, and tell those kinds of things that are just, you know, not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that's a really interesting point that I didn't know that the, the beta could be a build behind in some cases, which makes me think immediately of the division's um, public test servers. Uh, if a similar uh, uh, practice could be, instituted there or maybe already actively in work obviously there's there's a lot to consider though depending on resources is always the thing so you would imagine that that companies you know publishers that are doing very very well would have the money and resources to do that on a consistent basis but i wonder if that's the case in a public test server sense it seems it would be easier for betas to get this amount of work done and have two different versions floating around but if you, I mean, the the amount of money to push like live server updates or critical updates is outstanding. It costs tons of money just for the space on the server, just for the act of uploading it, the data consumption in the transfer. That's a lot of money. Yes. Yeah. To just throw so, around. <laughs> yeah. Well, which is why public test servers can be good. And I think part of the reason why, you know, when we're talking about different versions is maybe... You know, a lot of times they'll, they'll, when it comes to betas and stuff, they'll release uh, the most stable version of a build. Because a lot of times, you know, internally they've got however many different build versions, you know, they can go back just in case a, a bug re-pops up. Or whatever. Okay, well, why did this happen when we got rid of it here? It existed here, it was gone here, and now it's back here. What the hell happened, you know, code-wise and everything, you know, so they'll generally pick out, you know, the most stable version of the build or whatever and put that out there for people to... Uh, you know, get feedback on it or, or maybe not. Maybe they're looking for something specific again. 
it just depends on what their intended purpose is, but uh, those betas are always a, a tool for developers. And hopefully, you know, most of these days I feel are using them properly. Back in the day, maybe not so much. Maybe they got kind of mishandled in some cases, more of as a marketing thing. Uh, Destiny. Tisk, tisk. <laughs> Shots fired, Silas. <laughs> but, uh, you know, and, and I get that, that that also serves a purpose as well. I don't particularly care for it when they do that because it's not really a beta. It's more of a pre-release demo. Yeah, then why don't and, we just call it that? <laughs> yeah, call it what it is, but they try to call it a beta so that way people will overlook certain things. That, that just pisses me off. But we won't get into that too much. Um, <laughs> the point being is this actual, like you're talking like PTS for Division and stuff. That's that's a that's a good tool. And like you were saying, it does cost money to push updates and things. So when you have things like that, before you push something big to the main game, you want to make sure you've got solid feedback and shit's working. Yeah. You know, um, so that's a very sound and, and meaningful thing to do. Yeah, it might cost you a little bit, but if you don't have, if it saves you from pushing five or six updates that you can now just do in one, how much money did you just save? Yeah. And you're making the community happier in a much more timely fashion. Yeah. All things so. that we're hoping are, are happening with the current uh, PVP. Again, I don't, I don't know too much about it, uh, but the, I wasn't concerned about the PVP portion. It's funny that everybody in beta, of course it is a PVP only beta, but the irony is, is that was not the thing that people griped about the most with Battlefront 1. It was the lack of storyline, which they now have. And we're concerned about PVP. It'll be fine. It's fine. (laughs) Storyline. We're getting storyline and something that's completely outside of the you know, the basic movie campaigns. This is telling a new story and adding some different perspective, enhancing the current story that we already have. And as a Star Wars nerd, I was like, I, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much into to yeah. pre-order I this. I think that was probably one of my biggest scripts, and, and I'm pretty sure we uh, both echoed this uh, in a previous cast about the first Battlefront, was the lack of story campaign. And that was, mm-hmm. you know, a problem. It wasn't that the multiplayer was necessarily bad, other than it did lack some maps and things, but... Um, it just if there was a lack of story, and now we're finally going to get it. Um, so you know, yeah, I, the PvP that stuff's going to get fixed. Even even if when it first comes out, it's a little crappy, it'll get fixed. Yeah, that's and, where the sustainability is. I'm not worried about that. PVE can be cut at any time. They're like, oh, no more. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. So make sure. Yeah. So in, in that sense, I don't want to necessarily say campaigns more important. They're equally important. Because people are going to play it for both reasons, but which one's going to have the longevity of updates? It's going to be the PvP. Yeah, it sucks. I know. I wish. I wish story games got more, um, better updated that way and, and extended. But you know, it is what it is. Um, now some do, but we won't get into that too much. Um, but Battlefront, you know, I'm I'm happy uh, as long as the uh, story campaign isn't bug ridden and shitty. I will be. I'll be happy. Um, I haven't pre-ordered it yet. I will purchase it, of course, um, and play it because you know we got to play together. In fact, we got to go back and play some Battlefront One just to yeah, we get, do. The gear, get, get the gears turned up and, and warmed up and ready to go because uh, that was good. Let's face it, uh, it was beautiful, beautiful game. Looked great. Yeah. Oh yeah, it really did. Uh, they did a good job there. So no, no, nothing, nothing can't can't say anything bad that way as far as uh, the look and feel was actually really good. But speaking of look and feel. <sighs> You like my transitions? Yeah. They're, oh, yeah. Wor- they're working. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of look and feel, Assassin's Creed Origins releases this Friday. 
yet another one of my picks from E3. And uh, I said I was going to pre-order it, and I and I did just that. Um, so be Digital? Doing... No, I got the, the, what is it, the Book of the Dead version, or it's, it's a book version. It comes in a nice aluminum case. It's the Steel series. Yeah. It's got all yeah. kinds of extras and stuff in it, and it's a full deluxe version for DLC and... Yeah, I, I decided. I committed. I know it's dangerous. I know. No, go ahead. I can see the look on your face. Go ahead. I, I know. I was just. I was just going to say with, with with special edition games. That's one thing. Uh, this relates to one of our later topics. Is uh, the one Nintendo Switch game I plan on getting. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles Two. I've. I've mm, I want the special edition of that just because of the art book and the uh, the steel book case for the game and thing. I mean, mm-hmm. generally, I've I, I like to get digital. Um, these days, and that's part of the reason why I asked you if you had gotten Assassin's Creed Digital, because I know you lean more toward digital for the most part. Um, just because it's 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 easier. Let's face it, in this day and age, you just download your damn game when you're ready for it. You don't got to go to the store. You don't got to wait for a delivery dude. It can't be late. You just download it. If it were, there's only a no select few it. games, you know, like yeah. Assassin's Creed. I I would probably not go digital, and which I didn't, and. Um, and Star Wars Battlefront. I'm getting a physical copy of that. There's there's a few games where you have to have the physicals. I still have my physicals from Fable. But most other games, no. It's, just, it's so much easier. You don't have to worry about it. It's all cataloged in your, your Xbox Live file. You're good. New Xbox, I'm good. <clears throat> Nintendo. <clears throat> Actually, Nintendo, Later. you can re-download, you can re-download your games. You can? Yeah, can you maybe do I that to, with yeah, your, yeah, you can. They, 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 they fix that problem. Oh, but the, but the cloud. So you're saying that there's like a cloud, and your games are in the cloud. It's it's a atta- it's a it's uh, attached to your uh, whatever the hell your Nintendo ID is these days. But uh, but not your saves though, right? Yeah, which we'll we'll get into that later. We'll we'll, we'll <laughs> okay. get into the, we'll, so anyway. Assassin's back to Creed. Your Assassin's Creed. Yeah, Assassin's Creed's coming out this Friday. I was really excited about it. But um, you've had some problems with Assassin's Creed in the past, Silas. So let's talk about that. Uh, fucking Unity. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which 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 disappointed me very much because Assassin's Creed Three was was okay, but not fantastic. A lot of people had some complaints. Not all of which I agree with. Some people were just being racist assholes because they didn't like that the main character was something different in uh three but i I liked i liked assassin's creed 3 okay i just didn't care for some of the bugs um but then black flag was fucking awesome loved black flag not the best assassin's creed game but a great pirate game so i loved the shit out of it yeah i I forgave the the weird you know and the character was was you know it was different so you know it was it was good and then unity came i was super excited I had a couple of main problems with Unity. Number one, the main character felt like he was a weak version of Ezio from Assassin's Creed 2. Like, you took Ezio, you water him down, and then you got this dude. And then on top of that, the game was just buggy as shit. But the, he got the assassin scar, though. That makes him <laughs> badass immediately. Yeah, except for the fact that when I played the game when it first came out, because I pre-ordered it and I was excited, I got stuck on missions and the game froze and I fell through cathedral floors into nothing and things like that. And just, there was just a lot of bad bugs and I just, it was so much to the point that I gave up and I didn't buy the Assassin's Creed game that came out after because I was that unhappy. Like I was just like, you know what? I'm just, I'm done. And, and I, I don't know if it was just because at that point in time, Assassin's Creed was coming out every year. They were coming out with a new Assassin's Creed game. And then the last one came out, and then last year we didn't get a new one. 
And now this year we have Origins, which actually looks pretty good. It's got my attention, and I'm glad you're getting it because you're going to stream it, obviously, and I can watch. Thank God for streamers I can watch. <laughs> because if I decide it's really not for me or I get enough out of it that if I can watch someone enough that I pretty much get what I want out of the game, then awesome. You know, yeah. it, sa- it, sa- it saved me a little bit. But more likely than not, eventually, I mean, I know Unity's, uh, you know, fixed now. And I could pick it up dirt cheap. You know, I may probably go back and play it and catch up on the story and things along with Syndicate, I think, is the one that came out after. Mm-hmm. And then uh, and, then, and then play uh, and then play Origins, maybe. But uh, for now, uh, I'll probably just come to your stream and watch you play it. So if we could retitle <laughs> it, Silas would retitle it Assassin's Creed Andromeda. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unity, yeah. Yeah, it sounds yeah. like I'm, I'm hearing some similarities. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> broken shit don't do it developers please for the love of god and, well, and, that, and i shouldn't even blame that that's not the developer's fault that's, that's a lot we'll do with like the publishers and time frames and things i understand developers are limited uh, don't don't take my words out of context it's just you know <laughs> just you know whoever's really in charge of release dates is like, make sure your shit's gonna work before you put it out there at least it doesn't have to be 100 percent bug free but at least you know Major glaring things should not still be in there when your game goes gold. It just shouldn't happen. Well, glaring things that shouldn't be uh, in there, Windows 10 content creators update. The fall <laughs> update was terrible, Windows. But they did get another fall update pretty good. I'm not complaining about Microsoft's release of the Xbox fall update. I've really been enjoying that. Uh, I We had noted earlier... <laughs> and earlier, this is Bork 3.0, um, if you're keeping <laughs> count at home. Um, but we had noted that um, a week after the fall update, we get another update. And it's some additional backwards compatibility. And I know you were really stoked about this, so am I, but I'll let you tell us more. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, original Xbox xbox games original xbox games god i still gotta watch saying that because i keep wanting to say xbox one because it was the first damn xbox yeah uh, microsoft in your terrible naming for the love of god xbox <sighs> one x yeah. iphone x yeah can, can, can i just throw that a, shit out the window a new please? triple x with vin diesel <laughs> actually that was pretty good but anyway <laughs> yeah Return to Xander Cage was worth it. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> so anyway, with, with the original Xbox games, uh, some original Xbox One, or, uh, original Xbox games. God, this is terrible. I hate you, Microsoft, and your naming. Plus, when you've been drinking and you talk fast. Sorry, everyone already knows there that I talk go. fast. But anyway, the first game on the list that brought my attention when I when I read this little update that popped up on Twitter a couple days ago um, you know, Drum roll, tweeted out. Uh, Knights of the Old Republic, the original one. Yes. The game that <laughs> Sage and I have talked about on more than one occasion being something, you know, we, we've went back to and played as being, you know. And granted, that was a game that definitely had some bugs when it first came out. Autosaves that were bad. <laughs> bad. Autosaves were so bad. Um, well, you'd, get, well, you'd get those drop frames and it would combine with a... a uh, an app and it would be, yeah and then it, it saved it in a bad state it's just terrible <laughs> your whole file is borked it, yeah. it was terrible you'd start that's over. why you made that's why you made sure you manually saved regularly oh man but you learned the hard way didn't you two or three yeah. times you learned 
he yeah. had to go back like multiple chapters. Yeah. Yeah, not not fun. But anyway, uh the game itself, of course, you know, it works very, very well with the uh uh with the backwards compatibility. My I found my roommate still had an original disc copy of the game uh for Xbox because my roommate has a variety of, of consoles and systems that he will just never ever sell. He's got like a whole collection, he's a hoarder, but in this case it was very, very useful. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, my sad life, I rent a room, and I'm an adult. This just sucks. But anyway, uh, so I borrowed it. You know, I'm like, hey, you know, I saw this, you know, so I was going to borrow it because I'm like, hey, I want to check it out, see if there's anything different, just just to see how it runs on, on the Xbox One. And I popped it in, and of course, the first thing it says, you know, there's like this several gig update. And I'm like, oh, okay. These games weren't exactly very big to begin with back in the day, and it's telling me when I put it in, it's got this several gig update. And of course, you know, and so while it was doing its update i went and looked in the store because i'm like well everything that comes out on xbox one including the 360 compatible back backwards compatible games have all went to microsoft's digital store where you can just buy them digitally if you want to so I was like all right I'll, I'll go check that and i looked and of course you can buy uh kotor digitally uh the original xbox version for 10 bucks that's pretty fucking awesome if you don't have the physical thing but i was looking at the size of the game and i'm looking at the size of this update and i'm like it's the same so essentially what's happening is it's reading the disc and then it's downloading the digital version of the game and installing it on the hard drive. And then I thought, well, this is even better. Mm. Optimization plus it's on the hard drive. And let's face it, on the original Xbox, everything right off your disc, and that sucked. In fact, I can remember hardware modifying my Xbox just so that way I could rip the game to the hard drive so it would play better along with other Xbox games I had. But yes, I illegally modified my Xbox back in the day so I could do that. <laughs> and the KOTOR load times were particularly bad. Yeah. They, they weren't were short. No, they were very, very long. And, and there was I'm no guarantee you'd emerge on the other side. <laughs> take my dog out, maybe order some pizza and the pizza will get delivered. And then, oh, hey, look, it finally loaded. <laughs> yep. That was that was the KOTOR load times. That was probably one of the biggest downsides. However, now not so much of a problem. It's it's uh they optimized it pretty well. Um, and of course, obviously, you can still tell it's an older game. So graphically, even with some enhancements, it, you can tell. The character selection portraits were definitely nice. You could tell yeah. that those had been boosted up quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, and, and the in-game stuff was definitely um, smoothed over a lot. Uh, you don't see so many jaggies and things. Now, the text and stuff kind of looks, eh, you can tell. It's low res. But whatever, you can live with that. Um, the, of course, the one downside is because this was before the days of 720p, back when things you played on this on a square TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, square. It kind of had like a bubbled front, you know? Yeah, us old bastards. Old tube TV. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, us old bastards that actually Heavy. played on those things. Because if you're young, you have no freaking clue what that is. <laughs> <sighs> Praise be to you for not knowing what that is. You're lucky. Anyway, <laughs> get all this good shit. Oh, God. So, oh, let me see. Feel old, too. Anyway, <laughs> so anyway, so so you do have the black bars on either side because it was formatted in 4.3 and not widescreen. But after a little bit of playing... You don't really notice it so much. And as you one of the first things I did, of course, is, you know, I have my Xbox controller and I'm, you know, flipping around the camera and stuff because the original KOTOR, again, as you were talking frame rates, did, because there was so much to it, easily dropped frames when you got in fights and everything else and you could really tell. Uh, however, on the Xbox One, uh, they did a good, great job of optimizing things and then, of course, using a little bit of the extra hardware power. Um, you know, of course, I don't have—I didn't have a frame rate counter on hand, but I would say I didn't dip below maybe 45. 
Um, and it stayed pretty much, you know, between 45 to 60. It was very, very fluid, very smooth, which is great because the original Xbox version regularly dropped down to 15, 10, 0. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, I will um, say I got to uh, – uh, I downloaded it on PC, and I've got the mods now. You helped me get the mods. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's beautiful. And it's white, you know, <laughs> it's it's gorgeous on PC, don't get me wrong. But there was something about booting it up this morning with that controller in my hand. On PC, I was fumbling around. I'm like, what does this button do? I don't get it. It felt clunky. That's just not what I was used to. And then I played it on a controller, and within a matter of 30 seconds, I was, I know right where this is. This is, it's like it's meant to be. And that old romance started to come back again a little bit. Like it felt good on console. I, I, I would, I would deal with the, the worst graphics on Xbox being backward compatible with, with the Xbox one system. I'm sure it would look way better on a PC, obviously, but the romance is there. That's what I fell in love with. It feels good on a controller. Oh, well, yeah. And however they did, the graphics did, did get cleaned up. <clears throat> on Xbox One, it is definitely uh, improved. Even though it's still low res, it's improved. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it it did look a lot better. The besides the load times being so much better, uh, like you said, it didn't seem like they'd restricted the frame rate. So when you would peek down long corridors, you would feel the <laughs> the system go boo. And now you can run right around that corner. There's no drop frames. Everything's nice and crisp. They've done some work on it. It's nice. It definitely yeah. is nice. So that definitely makes me excited for um, other ex- original Xbox games that uh, that'll come down the line. You know, yeah. I'm curious. Um, although I would still love to see an HD remaster, considering so many games for Sony's consoles are getting that. It would be nice to see some of that happen with some some original Xbox games. Yeah. See the love. Now, granted, some some games have had HD remasters have been released on, on Xbox One, like uh, Final Fantasy Typo and a, and a few others. Um, but it'd be nice to see some actual, you know, first party Microsoft games get some HD re releases for the Xbox One outside of Halo. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm excluding Master Chief Collection, okay? <laughs> outside of that, you know, it would be nice to see uh, some remasters happen. That'd be, that'd be fantastic. But you know, right now I will take the backwards compatibility with some some better frame rates and you know, smoother smoother looking uh, graphics. Yeah, take it. Yeah. Oh, we uh, we seem to take a lot as gamers, you know, uh, and we we usually prefer taking something that's better. But that isn't always the case. Sometimes we're handed something, forced something that is much worse. <laughs> And that brings us to our next topic, where Silas is going to head up. We're going to talk a little bit about the Nintendo update and Silas' adventure with that. Yes, some some Nintendo updates. Now, before we get into (laughs) the updates, I will say Nintendo has had a lot of positive things happen. I'm not saying that the updates aren't positive, but we'll get into my negatives on that in a second. Uh, You know, there's a lot of good games coming out for, uh, for Nintendo Switch. Um, you know, they've added uh, recently, you know, talked about some indies and things that weren't originally announced that, that have, you know, that are coming out to the system now and some third party stuff that's being added. So Nintendo's got some great, uh, it's getting some great software support uh, this go around, which I love to see because obviously more competition and just more different things is better for us gaming, for us gamers. More choices is, is good. It's always good. You don't want, you know, stuff to be too, too dominant on one side. So that's, that's great to see that they have that going on. And of course, I'm, 
as I was started to mention earlier when we were talking about pre-orders and special edition things, I was talking about Xenoblade Chronicles 2, uh, the game I'm most excited for um, on Nintendo Switch that comes out December 1st. Um, I'll definitely be getting that in one form or another, uh, although I do really, really want the special edition with the steel book and the art book and all the other crap that comes with it. That's all that fancy shit. Even though I'll have to sit there and switch the, the cartridge in and out of the system when I play it, it's probably going to be the only one in the system for two months anyway. <laughs> <laughs> because that's going to be my primary stream once that comes out. That's going to be playing. That's what I'm going to be streaming. That's the game I'm going to probably be playing until I, until I beat the damn thing. Uh, now, there are some other good uh, Switch games coming out, like Mario Odyssey comes out shortly. Um, there's a couple other ones. Uh, unfortunately, I'm not picking that up right away. Just, you know, again, adulting and money and time. Uh, as interesting as it looks, and it does look fun, um, I'll probably end up watching streams. I'll be watching uh, probably GS Neutron stream that. Uh, one of my the other streamers that, that I watch that I uh, support on the reg. I'll watch him uh, probably because oh, I know he'll be picking that Great up. Great guy. Yeah. Yeah, he's a little bit more on the quiet side on his streams, but uh, his gameplay is a bit better than mine. So, <laughs> well, depending on what it is, I can I I I, I, I could put a hurting on you on in Splatoon Neutron. I'm sorry, but it's it's true. You know what happens. We go back and forth. It's 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 good. It's all in good fun. If you've watched our streams, you've 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 definitely seen uh, where he's got me a few times. Other times where I've steamrolled his ass. So, <laughs> wow. I mean, I'm saying that that font is a little heavily weighted in your area there, uh, Silas. Wow. Well, I'll have to actually physically watch it next time. Let's see. I'll I'll moderate. I'll be the judge. Who's gonna uh, win this one? Yeah. Although, and uh, of course, you know, Mario Kart, I get wrecked, so we're not gonna go there. I'm terrible at driving. <laughs> uh, other people are just better. But anyway, um. Uh, on to the actual uh, some updates that happened recently for for Nintendo that make me question who let things happen this way. Um, like I was talking, uh, you know, your uh, any games you've purchased digitally, you can re-download. They at least have that problem solved. So if if your system breaks or whatever, you can you can re-download your games as long as you got your you put in your Nintendo ID and all that stuff, and you you know re-download your shit. So that's good. That's good. But there's just been this thing with, with game saves that people have been asking for about being able to move your saves. Well, you, you can transfer your saves now, assuming you have two physically working consoles in your presence to switch to transfer from one to the other. There's still no cloud for your saves. so. But you can say, re-download your game. Yeah, you can re-download your game at least. <laughs> but you still got to start the fuck over. <laughs> Because your saves be gone. <laughs> so this, Nintendo. I still feel, is a, this I feel is is definitely who decided this fucking implementation Whoa. to make it transfer Why? from one physically working console to the other only. Like, I, I realize they're trying to keep like copy protection and, and and things like that down, so they don't want people copying the game saves to an SD card because then they could probably compromise the shit. Blah blah blah. Well, here's the thing: you're letting people put games on the SD card, so why not the saves? I'm just saying. What what? Like, come on. If someone really wants to hack your shit, they're going to get into it. People said the PS3 was unhackable, and eventually, motherfuckers figured it out. I'm not saying you shouldn't have copy protection, and I'm, not, and I'm no, no way condoning piracy. Do not take it that way. It's nothing like that, but don't hurt it's, your consumer because you're being stupid and overly cautious. I'm just saying. It's going to be done anyway. There's, there's every, nothing you can every do. Other, just... Every other console right now out has a solution. It's called the, it's called the cloud. Okay, and if you're that paranoid that you don't want to have your own cloud or you just don't have the money to put the servers, which I don't know how Nintendo does it, the 3DS, like, prints money for Nintendo. It has for years. The DS line of systems has printed money for Nintendo for ages. It's pretty much carried them the last fucking decade. Okay? (laughs) 
Come on, you're smiling. You know it's true. I don't know. No, 100%. <laughs> yep. You know, um, I mean, the Wii helped, but the Wii U was a... We won't, get, we won't get there. Not that it was a bad console. People just didn't... There was just bad marketing. Bad, bad Wii marketing. Wii U. Mm-hmm. Wii U was actually a, a good console, but it was just marketed terribly. Nobody knew what the hell it was. No, nobody did. And so and so, and so, so it had dick for support, and it just, it was just, just terrible decisions by Nintendo. And I feel like this right now, with the, uh, the cloud stuff, is a bit of a... Or not lack of cloud, uh, the game saves thing is kind of like a terrible decision on Nintendo's part. Like I'm glad they implemented something, and and I hope it leads to a more finished final product. I I, I hope to God that you know someone steps in there and says, hey, you know we need to, you know like down the road soon that they add in you know some sort of cloud save thing. Okay, they have to like fin- finish what you started. Don't don't leave it there because. Again, with their games and their software support, they're probably starting to get support and things for their system, which they haven't had in a long time, support like this for their console. Even the Wii didn't have the greatest third-party support, and the Switch has got some great third-party support happening. Don't fuck it up, Nintendo. Don't do it. Finish what you started. Like, get, Finish fixing this shit. Like, right now, they, they should have released it like finished, but fine. You started with something, but finish it, please, for the love of God. If it's not finished, why release it in its current state at all? It is 100% useless. Not necessarily. Come on. The reason why you would want a cloud to save your games, the reason why you would want this ability to transfer is is not to lose your games. You're, if something happens to your Xbox, or something happens to your Xbox, something happens to your Nintendo, your physical unit, you have to have the new one there. What if you lose it? Like you're, you're starting all over anyway. Why? What is it? Well, he, what is it going to the, offer he, the the consumer, the average consumer right now? They're like, oh my god, yes, because I have four of these, and I really want to put the same save file on all of them. Like, no, it, it's it's not entirely useless. It's just almost entirely useless. <laughs> okay, I, this is more like they put it there because illuminate. now that there's starting to be a few more switches that people can get a hold of. And their kids have been dominating their damn console that said adult wants to play. They can go buy another one and transfer said adults game saves to the new one and then just let the kid have the other one. Uh, I'd be interested in seeing the percentage of people that are actually going to use this feature. Like, great. So if you're in a family unit, that's awesome. But like outside of that. Yeah, 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 exactly. What? So, that, yeah. So, like I said, it's not 100% useless, just almost. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But it is 100% so, useless to me. Just yeah. saying. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. To most of us, yes, it is. Absolutely. <laughs> Someone at Nintendo just, again, bad decisions. And that's why I was saying they need to finish this and actually, you know, implement it the rest of the way. <sighs> and here, and then, and then there's another one. There's one more that was recently added. They added, like most game consoles out there, they added the feature to capture video. Ooh, you know, Xbox really stretching does, Nintendo. Stretching Xbox, yourself. Xbox does it. Sony does it. Oh, fantastic! Great, because I will say this: Nintendo's implementation of of direct uh, line to like Twitter and Facebook and stuff is actually really good. It works really well. I've used it before for screenshots and things, and you can you know make some edits to it and put it up, and it works really well. So the implementation for that was great. So when I heard about oh hey the videos, I'm like oh that's actually kind of good. Maybe it'll work really well. And then the truth came. 
it only works on a about four or five games right now that have to update in order to do video capture. So it's not on all games on the console. It's not a console-wide thing. It's for specific games that allow the feature. Which right now is Splatoon 2. And if it was, which, you know, Splatoon would be where I would use it anyway. But, you know, what if I'm playing some other indie game? Or what, you know, Why is it limited to only certain games is my point. Who at Nintendo decided that was a good fucking idea? I mean, unless you can co- explain to me some really good reason... Why? I mean, come on. You can tell me I can't freaking video capture some older game running at low res graphics, but I can capture Splatoon 2 running using the full power of of the Switch. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. So I tell you, it can't have anything to do with the system's power. So that's not a good out. So what's the problem here? Oh Worst wait. Game. We half-assed it. That's what it is. Worst case scenario, that's that is a feature that they're physically selling to the to the dev or to the publisher. Like, if you want your game to be able to do this. Is this going to be a big selling point for your game? You have to pay the money for this particular feature unlocking in your game, or it can be updated in a later update. But you'll have to pay more if you well, decide what I'm, that that's what I'm something curious, that you want. What I'm curious about is. <clears throat> Are all the upcoming games going to include this feature? Like, will it work on all the games coming out down the road moving forward? Like, maybe past... Like, okay, they announced... This came out recently, so anything in development that's not close to releasing soon, but say stuff that's releasing, like, next year, is all that going to automatically include it? Because if mm. all if everything coming out down the road is including it, and this is just because it wasn't initially there, and they're adding it in, and that's why, I might be okay with that. But if it's still selective down the road, I'm not okay with that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that that's kind of like where the line is right there. Like, you know, if uh, if it's just because it wasn't originally there and that's why other games have to, you know, do some stuff to implement it, maybe some developers are like, "No, we ain't going to take the time to do an update to implement that." Okay, I get it. But all the new games are going to support it? Okay. I'm cool with that. Makes sense. But if it's just we're being selective and like you said they're just selling it as like a thing to the devs like if you want it then this, I'm not okay with that. That's mm, all right, Nintendo. No. Bitch, let the shit out of you. No, you're, 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 with, you're, you're withholding capabilities of the system from me, the consumer who actually purchased the system. Like ethically, immediately, that is the problem. You are withholding <laughs> capabilities inside of the hardware from me, the consumer who purchased this. And you're yes. holding it hostage with software. So that's that's going to be something I definitely want to keep it, keep an eye on. That's something I'm going to be watching. Because like I said, I, I like my Switch. I do. I do not regret the purchase. I, I love the games I've been playing on it. You know, Zelda's been a lot of fun. Mario Kart's been fun. I've had more fun with Splatoon than I thought it would. That wasn't even a game I was initially even looking at, and I've probably spent more time on that than I have on a lot of other games. You know, so the system itself is is solid. It's good. I have, congratulations, Nintendo, for doing that. And I've gotten some great fun time out of it, and I'm sure I'll get more time out of it in, in the future. But moving forward, you got to keep doing good. Otherwise, down the road, I'm going to take your system, trade it in, and forget about it. But you know who you'll never have to trade in and forget about? <laughs> my life in games with Silas and Sage. Uh, we wanted to take a moment as well to encourage you, if you have not done so already, stop by one of our, let's see, there's Google Play, there's uh, iTunes, and there's Podbean. Stop by one of those locations if you have the time and uh, and drop us a review. That would be much appreciated. Uh, let us know who your favorite host is. I'm sure Silas will win hands down.
We'd like to thank everyone who took the time to listen to our podcast. If you'd like to know more, you can follow us on Twitter at Silas and Sage. You can also take a moment and come join us in our live streams. Sage is located on Twitch at OrangeEroesH, and Silas is on Mixer at Silas underscore River. For more podcast episodes, you can download them on iTunes, Google Play, and of course, our home on Podbean. This has been My Life in Games with Silas and Sage, and we will see you in two weeks.